Open the pod bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie artist with Brad Patel and Gus Trapper. Do you know, I was just thinking right before this, uh, I was up here in my office and I was like, man, I am so excited to talk to Brad. Not just about oh. like, I'm not talking, I'm just about talking to you, buddy. Not talking about the movie we're watching, which I'm excited for as well. But like, I was like, I can't wait to talk to Brad. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That was my reaction also to spilled bong water too. I, was like, <laughs> I guess that's my reaction to everything, but I appreciate No, I love doing this podcast and yeah, it's, it's a yeah, lot of fun. Great. I get to Good watch idea. movies. Yeah. And buy movies. I bought this one too, but I bought it on digitally. Not the, the blue You're doing the cool thing. I can't wait to see like, like I'm just like the, just looking behind you right now with your in your office with the organization like the oh, organization yeah. of the dvds you should <laughs> categorize them like not like alphabetically or any randomly that should be in the order you know roadhouse <laughs> yeah and on yeah i don't have roadhouse on dvd i don't have every episode Christmas is coming up buddy yeah that's true the uh blu-ray of this is actually pretty disappointing there's not much on it i was kind of feeling like there probably wasn't did you listen i bet what maybe is the most there's probably a commentary right yeah but it's not david robert mitchell it's just some dude what? yeah no it's it's a bunch of it's just a couple of assholes like us talking about the movie Fucking it's Jesus. it's not even drm and yeah. so there's like that commentary track he he's very like tight-knit i guess uh, yeah, you worked with him. Like, you, how much of a well insight did you get into his creative process? Very little. It was just like we've never worked with animation people before in this fashion of animation, not like yeah. VFX. And I mean, he would send uh, send us some descriptions of the scene, and we would just go from that. Did you get a lot of direction from him? Or? We just knocked it out of the fucking park, man. Yeah. So he didn't, you didn't really, there wasn't a lot of back and forth. I, I, it has been a very long time and I'm sure there was, but we, I think, so if you recall to, well, I guess what we're talking about for the audience, if you're, if you're for some reason only listening to this episode and you're not a giant fan of ours, <laughs> uh, um, the company I own co-own more frames we worked on it follows that oh also that's the movie we're the, doing uh, the, look i just did an intro look the follow-up to info yeah. yeah we're kind <laughs> yeah. of starting backwards here this is all over sorry. the place yeah. anyways we did animation for under the silver lake and we also did storyboards and yes. animatics for unshot scenes yes and that's where we probably got more direction than the other ones for the storyboards yes oh because yeah he's it was very them. just like i mean it was just like and then she's walking through a backyard I, it, you know what i mean it was just yeah. like okay then then so we were coming up with cool imagery and stuff oh okay and then he would sign off on it yeah so he gives the people he worked with creative freedom to kind of be 
bring what they can bring to it. I mean, he's not real hands on. I, you know, I, I, I guess so. I, I don't know. Shit, should, I guess we just should jump right into an intro here. I, I guess we'll do an intro. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll do an intro then. Intro time. Hey, gang. Hey, gang. Intro. This is our intro. My name's Brad Patello. I'm here with my good friend Gus Trout. Today's film is It Follows from 2014 uh, and directed by David Robert Mitchell, which Gus and company worked for for the follow-up movie to It Follows, which is called Under the Silver Lake, which we discussed a couple months ago. Between, I have not seen his first movie, uh, American Sleepover. Yeah. I think it's called. I think that's a feature. I don't think it yeah, got a it wide is. release, but yeah. It has an uh, a cool, like, drawn cover. Like, all yeah. the characters look like, it looks, if you saw the cover, you would think it's an animated movie. Yeah, it kind of makes me want to see it. I agree. I agree. I'm so I'm like instantly into it. Yeah. And he wrote and directed that as well. So yeah, he is a auteur for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm I, just excited for whatever he's doing between it follows and under the silver lake. I mean, come on, he's got a vibe and it's really cool. Yeah. And there's to- totally different movies, different yeah. genres for sure. I would I would think a lot of the kind of hang outiness of this movie is probably very from his first movie, what he learned from his first movie, because oh, the, yeah. the there is this kind of tightrope walk he's doing where it kind of feels naturalistic, but at the same time, it's like hyper stylized. Oh, yeah. In a but... subtle way, which is yeah. I know, understand that hyper and subtle are you know on the other side of the spectrums there but like do you know what i mean <laughs> there's it's great like, hangout scenes in this movie yes yes like the characters feel like idyllic hangout it's like what you think in your head of what a hangout could possibly be well in the very first hangout scene one of the characters farts i think that yeah. kind of sets the tone that- i love that character so much she's yeah. always eating one of the notes I wrote down was clamshell question mark. Is that thing real? Is that like a, some version of like an old like Blackberry or something? I looked or is like that, a, looked like a Kindle. It, like I thought it was kind of more akin to a Kindle. Like okay, but I wanted to comment on the technology in this movie, which yes, I I wrote a bunch of stuff down about that. In, apparently, intentionally vague about when it is because. Yara, the character you're talking about, has that clamshell Kindle thing, which is super cool. And she's always looking at it, but nobody has, it has a, a Wi Fi signal. Yeah, it has a signal. Yeah, maybe but, not Wi Fi, but it has like a uh, bar signal. But all the other phones in the movie are like wall mounted landline phones, and the TVs yes. are like CRTs. So, Correct. And then the shows that movies are watching are 50s. Yeah like sci-fi stuff and then on top of that the clothing is like a hybrid of 70s 80s and 90s and yeah. then they're in detroit which is all like deteriorated like where they are showing yeah which it again i think the biggest thing about this movie my biggest pull away is the vibe yeah it's great it is between the music and the slow camera at the simplicity of it all it's the sto- the from the storyline to the camera work. I love the camera work to the 
to the score it's like simplistic oh god the score is so good oh, that's, that's so fuck I, I, that's almost all i want to talk about yeah. yeah well let's first let's describe the film because sure. like i feel like saying this premise out loud well i would I'll, i would like to say before if for some reason you're one of our big fans and you've listened to the show and you haven't seen this movie yeah don't listen to what we're saying and just go watch it because it's so good. It would be even better if you didn't know what was happening. The trailer, I wouldn't even watch a trailer because the trailer would ruins the plot. I don't, I don't and, know if I knew. I don't know if it ruins it, but it, it does tell you what the movie is going to be. I feel like I probably knew what the premise was mm-hmm. go, going in. I definitely did. I don't know if that made the experience any different maybe i I guess i wouldn't know but i i don't think it it, would ruin to know the premise it almost helps if you know the premise i am i'm contradicting myself here but it because (laughs) of that intro it makes the tension of the not the intro scene but the first date scene very interesting i like that scene a lot and i don't think at that point on my first viewing i don't think i knew really what was happening you know so I just knew that the premise was that there's an entity, I guess we'll call it the entity. I like that. Who follows you by walking very slowly toward you. And if it catches you, you will die. It can take any form and it's only visible to you and anybody else who's been afflicted by it. And it's passed along through sex. It's a ghost STD. That's kind of the main point of the film yeah. is that you have to have sex to get it and whoever is in the line the last person in line is the person who the entity is stalking but if that person dies then it moves back to the next person so you're never really encourages it encourages you to like pass it on but i feel like somebody had to listen to that premise and go yeah that sounds good (laughs) i mean the budget's real low it's only like a million three I think it's the budget of this. Wow. I, you can, you can see it, but like how he directs it and how it's stylized is like, he like uses it to his advantage and it wouldn't be good if it was a higher production value. Oh, it's amazing. Not to say it would be, it wouldn't be good. I just, I just think that it wouldn't be like, there is like it, he it's, he's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Filmed in Detroit, where it takes place, which I like. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm from Michigan. So I recognize some of the buildings, even. I used to teach there before I came here. I I oh, taught at right. a college in Detroit. And uh the, the city's it it's very photogenic. There's lots of really interesting stuff to look at. Not always the safest city, but there's a real cool art scene, there's a real cool music scene. Um They've been trying to kind of revitalize it and remake its image, but it is very photogenic. It's a great looking city for a movie. So, and to, to take place in the city, but also to take advantage of the landscape, I think is what, you know, makes this sort of really unique. I love the, the, the setting. I love and they're not like at the beginning, they're not like capitalizing on the whole Detroit thing. They're just, there's almost, 
this sense of like fall, mm-hmm. even though it's summery. But she sometimes is wearing a fall coat, even though she swims. Yes. And this, th- th- that, that opening scene where she swims and there's something that he captures in this movie and it's throughout the movie that is so nostalgic it's insane Mm, yeah i agree there is something like the and i i can't put my finger on it but what i'm gonna throw out some things there's like a green housey kind of uh glassed in porch oh right yes right by the pool and it's all of the all of the uh plants are like uh, uncared for which goes you you kind of find out because like the fa- that family has a lot of problems and the dad's died so maybe he took care of them and stuff so yeah. that there is that kind of thing but man i just that's also just you know you've got kids and you're you're busy and it's just life it just feels like life it's not clean it's not proper and it, it there's something so stylized about this movie and it is also something that's so absolutely true about the whole thing too i think part of that's the color palette too like very yes. autumnal and something wistful With about select it. uh rights like very highlighted color red yeah red is used whenever the creature is near or the entity how good are the night sh- shots in this movie I want to talk a lot about the camera work too. Just yeah. all, all of the camera work. Like, yeah, that's all great. The night shots and like the, the camera is always doing this 360 movement, like five or six from the, times. From the get go. Yeah. The very, yeah. maybe the very first camera shot is the, the that 360. Yes. Um, idea. And that happens like four or five times. And, I feel like that's almost the state of the mind of the character, because if you had this entity stalking you, you would always be looking over your shoulder. And it's that sense of paranoia, I guess, of always looking around. And the camera, whenever it moves, is always very slow too, like the creature. So you get these slow dolly shots, a lot of great dolly shots, tracking a character walking through a neighborhood. Um, the uh that 70s it's already like a um telephoto lens so it's already zoomed in and then it's slowly zooming in and like a character the characters will be like off kilter you're like what are you talking oh i'm supposed to be looking in the background yeah he's asking you to do there's a lot of interesting things that have nothing to do with necessarily what's going on it's almost as important what's going on in the background and the the background off-camera noise so oh yeah that's what i'm looking the off-camera noise is used at least four or five times there's the beginning with the um door opening where the off screen where that's the entity as open the front door and then it opens again because the dad comes out and starts asking his daughter, what the fuck are you doing? The high heels thing, I don't understand. Maybe that's a little bit too pretentiously like stylized. It does look cool in the end whenever she's in high heels and all like. Oh, and her legs bent. Crankled. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that uh, DRM. The director. Is, Those of us in the know call him DRM. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, if you've like, worked with him, you would know that. <laughs> it's actually what we were supposed to call him. Um, he, he's got like a very classic sense of film making yeah. and he's not, it's not flashy necessarily. Yeah. And, it, and, and he sticks to it. He doesn't like, it's not like he's kind of going for it. He really has like a theme through this movie. He's constantly inviting you to scan the background, basically. Mm -hmm. He wants you to be constantly looking for the creature or the monster. I but love all from the, the shots. From the beginning, he's, he's, he's giving you clues. He's giving you film, like cinematic film language clues to the rules of the world that yeah. he's setting. And it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's another man. There's so much to talk about. There's another thing I want to talk about was the rules to this movie. I guess we'll, I don't know. We'll yeah, get, we'll get to. Th that. Is this the longest? This is going to be a three-hour podcast. I don't, I don't know. know, but like, it's it's so good. Yeah, I, I didn't think that we were gonna. I love how much you love this movie because I think we're at complete equal like likingness of this movie sometimes oh. it's like oh yeah we like we both like this movie yeah <laughs> you know there's That's true. episodes I... like uh masters of the universe where you know yeah. <laughs> it's maybe the best movie ever made and then brad thinks it's like the, a stinker but <laughs> infamous no i this probably i don't know i maybe in my top 10 horror of all time at least 20 it's at least yeah. in the top 20 i often say my three favorite horror films are alien the thing and the shining but this is like easily top 20 maybe top 10 i i think it's great i mean i, I love agree agree I, and agree i love the score i love the camera work i love the premise i love the actors i like how natural the characters feel and they're just genuinely scary you know it's like and it doesn't have a very high body count the the scariness is all just in the tone and just the this constant sense of paranoia. I love all the shots where there's characters walking toward camera. Like, yes, sometimes they won't even draw attention to it. It'll just like there, there are characters walking toward camera inconspicuously, like five or six times throughout the movie. Sometimes the camera just sweeps past it. Yeah. And you're, you're just like, Oh wait, there was somebody that was the creature. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, like the characters won't even comment on it. Like they'll be driving away in that one scene. And there's a character clearly walking straight toward the car and they don't even notice it. They just drive away. Oh, God. Like, yeah, there's oh. so much. Well, there's, I think how well thought out this movie is. I think that there's a lot of um, stuff that he's doing that he knows, like he's obviously a fan of cinema. <laughs> he's seen yeah. everything. Like, for instance, when they are at the pool and they're asking Jay to like, Hey, where is she? She's already climbed out of the pool. And like, they think he've, he's been shot. The, the entity. And she like does this thing where she like slowly crawls back to the. Yeah. It's like, you see your hands as an audience. You're like, bitch, stand up. Like, look at like, what's going on. <laughs> you know, like you're just like screaming at her to like not do that, whatever she is doing, but like he's doing that intentionally. Yeah. You know, like, 
and then even like the hands like coming up to the edge of the the pool this movie has intentional dream logic to it as well like another one of those that's like i think it it, it, yes i think but i think it um it's i i i think it's intentional it is yeah and i think it's to like get the audience on edge yeah there's stuff where you're like like oh thank god they're talking about it like logically like somebody (laughs) punched a hole in that thing somebody hit me yeah and then the kid's just like (laughs) yeah whatever dude (laughs) like the the reversal like at first you're like oh that's like the badass kid he flips that uh that that whole thing on you like the paul greg dynamic where you mean the two male characters who are both kind of well, who, wait. Who's the who's the cool kid? That would be Greg, the the, the kid who lives yes. across the street. And it's then, Paul. Oh no! Well, okay, no. I get it. Yes, it. Paul, Paul is the nerd. Paul's the nerdy kid, and then yeah, Greg's the one who like sleeps with her and dies. Spoiler. Right, sorry, right. that's it. But Greg, yeah, Greg, you seems like a cool guy. Yeah, he's you washing like, his you, car at first, and then as soon as they have sex, he's like the <laughs> biggest piece of shit ever. Well, is that not realistic or no? That- I think that's what makes this movie great is how honest it is. And I also think that like Paul is a creep too, but like he does want to he wants his cake and to you know and to eat it too, or whatever that fucking line is. <laughs> he wants to put his dick in the cake. Yeah. <laughs> and then eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> You know, I which I think is, I just think it's like I like I like the honesty of the movie. Yeah, I see what you mean. They're both like basically wanting to sleep with her and risk death. And the one kid's been carrying a torch for her for all his life. You know, basically he's the. There's, a, of, there's a nice back, like, like subtle backstory to like every character. Yeah. Too. Yeah, like they kissed, and then she he he kissed his sister and. There's the detail also of him and his sister working together at the ice cream parlor. So they like have a shared history. Like maybe she got him the job there or vice versa, you know? So they're, they feel like friends, you know, the friends that want to sleep with each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Or he wants to sleep with her, I guess. I had a hard time telling in both, like even after the second viewing, like there, she, are they out of high school? Some of them are in high school and some of them are in, like out of high school. Yeah, that's ambiguous Jay too. Is, Jay is out of high school. I think. She's in she's in a college class in yes. that one scene. So it's, they're in college. She's supposed to be an Oakland college student. So okay. 20, you know, I, I'm guessing. Her sister, I don't. I, feel I, like I her, looked her up. I'm surprised. I maybe have seen her in like one other thing. I don't really remember, but like she is so good in this the main and she girl? has such a great yeah jay she has such yeah. a great look like uh yeah i know she she has like there's like an innocence to her and she's i mean she's great looking obviously like she was in independence day resurgence i haven't seen it yeah. surprisingly enough i haven't seen that movie it's not good and she does have kind of that nostalgia to her almost like she has yeah. a like a retro look almost Maybe it's just kind of the way they dressed her in this, but 
or it's the movie's intentionally ambiguous time frame. Yeah, you got to have rules in a horror movie. In order for a horror movie to be successful, there, there has to be clear rules. And I feel like this movie does a good job setting up the rules. There's not like a whole lot of exposition, mm-hmm. mostly with Hugh. Um, he has a couple exposition scenes of just explaining what the entity is. And But I like that it's 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 weaved in there enough that it's like for it makes sense for his character because he is trying to he's being a piece of shit by passing it along but at yeah. the, he's it's self-preservation pre- pre- you know yeah well yeah he's got the house like rigged with all these alarms made out of fago pop bottles oh and- he i mean he's going deep man he has <laughs> like uh all kinds of stuff. I think there's probably a better way of doing this. Well, like for instance, they'd go out to that lake. Yes. Um, the, to the lake house. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, again, they're not setting up. If <laughs> you don't know if they have iPhones or not, right? Right. But if they did have Google Maps, they could just go like, how long does it take to walk? Yeah. <laughs> from this place to that place, and then you could, which might be one of the big reasons why he makes the time period ambiguous. Yeah. To make it feel like a dream because, and to make the plot work, because if you like, well, why don't they have iPhones? If they had iPhones, they could see how long it takes to walk and da, 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 or maybe, you know, so then he adds stuff in. So it's like, maybe flying isn't so easy either. I don't know. It's yeah. I was, I would say, what if you flew to Japan? Would it swim across the ocean? I think it would just walk on the ocean floor. Okay. Or swim. So, yeah. Maybe it would swim. So you, you would, you could go to Japan and then, you know, rent a house there for a couple months and sleep with a bunch of prostitutes. And, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. 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 And then fly. Well, no, to, just one. <laughs> well, I, how does that? All right. So if you sleep with, 10 people before the entity catches you is everybody on the list or just the first person (laughs) and also the first person okay so it sleeping with two people wouldn't help you it would have to if that person the first person died then it would be coming for you yeah okay now so that second person would just be like uh, a bonus i suppose (laughs) yeah Here's another question I wrote down. Yeah, um, please. Let's let's how, how much how much sex is needed to pass on the entity? Does it have to be vaginal intercourse? Could it be like oral sex or anal sex? Or could it just be like third base? Do both partners have to climax? Hmm. Well, I think that I forget the last movie that this happened. This happened uh, that there is like a Yes, you. I think this movie does offer itself, not like necessarily intentionally, but like you can like really fuck with this movie. But I think it's well, Matt. I think it's just the like, can you get herpes from vaginal sex? Can you get herpes from yeah anal sex? Can you get herpes from good point uh, oral sex exactly that's so I it's think like that's, yeah. it's like well i 
I used a condom. Well, it doesn't fucking matter, man. Like you, it shit happens. <laughs> like, like nothing's perfect. Nothing's like foolproof. So it's basically an STD. That's yeah. what we're okay. All right. Well, that may the okay, choices of the forms that DM, oh, I, I DRM love, is yes. choosing. Yes. Is so fucking good. Some of the people they got to be the entity just really really good the old lady in the school that's one of my favorite scenes is i agree the college class scene that's where the score really kicks in and that's her first um that's the first time she sees it no well i think that's kind of she because she sees it when hugh shows it to her but that's the first time she sees it when she's not like i've been drugged and yeah so this is when she realizes oh shit this is real yeah and it's set up so fucking well yeah we got a 360 camera move to start off the scene there's the also you don't know unless you're like literary you wouldn't know necessarily what that what the teacher is reading oh yeah she's reading t.s Eliot, but the themes are build up of that yeah it's the uh, yeah with that, the with how this the college students are situated in the courtyard that she's looking out to yes it, and it like it just at that subtlety of putting those two characters talking to each other like this there's just two people talking oh in the hallway well there's those people but i'm talking about the with the um when the old lady in us in scrubs passes people sitting in the field or in the courtyard area yeah and they obviously don't see her yeah yeah because she and and the brilliance of that like well she's in scrub one that's it's kind of freaky and weird yeah Yeah. and then it also proves to the fact that like if somebody was an old lady in scrubs was walking past two people in they would be alerted to that yeah they would look up at least yeah (laughs) what the hell it's just really it's simple it's i think the the simplicity of this movie is what like i think we're you know yeah praising it yeah just really simply told and yeah but i think to get to that level of simplicity you are a smart motherfucker it's not like you (laughs) it's deceptively simple it's, it's like it, yes it's not like to be to make something that simple and effective you think it's easy but it's like actually it's so a lot harder hard. it's almost it, it might be harder than something like when you think of like a fight scene yeah where like there's a bunch of camera cuts or like a michael bay thing like uh, although i would make an argument that like michael bay he is doing a lot maybe he's just doing so much that it looks like a lot i don't know he is making a movie that is a capable movie so michael bay this is a sidebar michael bay thing he's actually really good it's just like he's also a maniac but anyways well any artist could tell you that right it's like if you're gonna make something simple everything matters that much more you know like right if you're if you're making a drawing and it has you know 12 lines versus if it had a, a thousand like every line means something and 
every line has to be perfect, you know. Whereas if you have a thousand lines, there's a little more room for error. So it's right like, that yeah, and I, personally myself, I tend to, I want to just keep on putting lines down. Yeah, well, me too. Yeah, but and it's it is really hard to like pull back from that, and there will be certain projects that we get where it needs to be simple. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, there can't be like any curvature in the arms yeah because then it's like giving anatomy it needs to be curved at one point i wrote down i suppose masturbating won't fool the entity because <laughs> a scene like in his house where he's got the playboys and all the tissue <laughs> laying around it's like that is so funny it just made me think instantly made me think of like a uh I guess uh, I'm trying to think of a show that could pull this off, but like robot chicken. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they could just like grab, like, you know, like it follows too. It's like, yeah. you know, this is this guy furiously masturbating to like try to evade or like somebody, I, like a guy going through all these different, like. Yeah. Tests. It's like, do you think that's the first thing he tried? The, the he... whole idea too, of them, like trying to have sex with like prostitutes. Yeah, there's a bunch of scenes. That's not going to work. You have because they're just going to get killed because they're going to be like, oh, somebody's walking up to me. They're going to ask me something like <laughs> they're used to people walking up to them. Like, yeah, well, you have the... to find. You find a millionaire. Yeah, that's obsessed there. That's narcissistic. So they don't want to be killed. OK. And oh then God. Grimes had the thing she had sex with elon musk i'm just imagining because then they have the they have the um one they're probably gonna have sex with more people instantly okay two they're super rich so they have the capital of like they can just fly wherever yeah yeah that would work i mean there's a bunch of scenes where it's like did she have sex with them like the dude bros on the boat like they show that she did get Wet she's wet her hair is wet but yeah. i think that that's a good question do does it allude to the fact that do you think she was just like buying herself some time that's what that was my impression and like, there's also a sense of like such like she does like she feels ashamed guilty and ashamed when she's oh yeah that, that next cut is just like brutal like yeah She's what she's like, sees some dudes in a boat partying at like seven in the morning. And you can almost feel like she, all right, I'm going to buy myself some time. She starts getting undressed and just walking into the water. And then the next cut is her driving and she's wet and she looks just miserable. <laughs> and I felt so bad for her. Oh, it's, it's horrible. Almost... And I think that's what this movie does a really good job of like showing and not saying oh yeah there's a lot of scenes like that though there's also a scene where greg like right after he sleeps with her there's just this random scene where he's like flirting with these girls oh you that montage of greg just having a fucking great time he's on top of the world well he just save this girl is he like helping her though like is he trying to pass it on there did he have sex with them or no i think he's just like well, my job's done here. I, I, 
she thinks this girl's crazy and she thinks she's whatever. He doesn't ever believe her. Oh, he doesn't believe it. Because whenever he, you come after that montage, you come back and the la- that the end of that montage is Greg at her bedside at the hospital. Okay. She's like, you believe me, right? And he's like, uh, yeah, I got tickets to Pantera. <laughs> you know what i mean that was like yeah. he doesn't give a fuck okay so he's just being a shit there See, i my, think that that montage is showing his true colors okay that's interesting my first impression was that he was he believed her and he was passing it on to those that's girls. funny because i didn't even think about that i was just like oh he's a piece of shit yeah well i, I think you're like probably he, right though i he mean doesn't I, believe her he but he it's an excuse to have sex with her and he feels validated because he like helped her get away yeah and then it's just him being him at school and he's like flirting with some chicks and having a good time and then he's like well i gotta i better go see this girl at the hospital put my hours in or whatever you know what i mean my obligatory pseudo girlfriend visit thing it's funny all the stuff that we've brought up that are in my notes. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through here for you. Okay. Winter jacket. Yeah. Although she was just swimming before, and I do think they do that a lot in movies. I wrote that's down, just like that's movie logic. Yeah, it's just think, like they look cool. Yeah, that's true. I I did write down water motif. Jay's safe space? Question mark. Like, is that? Is the water where Jay feels safe? Or is there some... This this might be a stretch, and it might just be more of like setting a vibe, which I think that he is... Obviously, that's what I've been talking about this whole time, is that the vibe of this movie is so well established and kept throughout. um, And unified. Yeah. Which is really hard, I think. Oh yeah. It, it, you have to imagine like I you like yes, they spend time and they're writing a movie and like maybe they even storyboard it, but then it takes how the budget works and where locations are and how they're filming. It's so like all over the place. It's like a puzzle to have that like master plan that's just like stuck in your brain. It's really impressive. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's like when I really, truly try to think of myself directing a feature film, I always crumble in, in my mind and go like, there's no fucking way. I can't do it. There's just no fucking way. It would have to be, it, it would have to be animated because I would have to have the storyboards and the animatic. And oh, I would yeah, know that I mean, every scene is perfect. You can storyboard a live action yeah. film too. But yeah, yeah, you've got, when you're it's working with- more relaxed. When you're working with actors, they have their yeah. own ideas and they uh sure. You know, with an animated character, you it just does what it t- what you tell it to do, but right. But the uh yeah, the, so the the 50s movies. Yeah. The the 90s and 80s clothing. Yeah. The winter jacket. Um Oh, the old maid. Oh They're yeah. Playing the old maid. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, that isn't that all about passing. You don't want to have the old maid, so it's passing the yeah, buck. Yeah, 
Yes. Yeah, I noticed that too. On the second time I I noticed. Yeah. I didn't notice it the first time, but yeah. I might have been like, oh, old maid. That's a I remember playing that game, but that's where the thoughts yeah. <laughs> that's a brilliant, that's a brilliant detail, I think. Yeah. And uh isn't that just before the scene with the uh college class too? Like because that's when he brings her home and she has her kind of walk of shame type scene. Where, right, and the cops come. Yeah. And I, I and I also think it's great that the cops come and then they investigate and they find her purse and they find they're taking like swabs of the or fingerprints of like a chair or the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. There's like enough that it's not so dreamy and so stylized that you yeah. it still keeps you there's a gravity to it all. Yeah, it's grounded for sure. Yeah that scene but yeah i love that um that detail of the card game and the the cards are kind of like the characters in the movie too like the the cards that they show are kind of like yeah. vaguely similar oh, I, to yeah, characters right. yeah so it's like that when they cut to that it's it's basically the movie <laughs> you know they're showing you the movie right i and i yeah i love that kind of stuff like the um another thing i thought was i know that some people think it's like a cheap trick and i think it is if it if your whole movie uh, the entire horror movie is this but jump scares the jump scares in this movie are great oh yeah there's the subtle ones where like you're completely you think you're safe kind of thing there's the the ball hitting the window yeah. when she it's after she's been dropped off and she's back for, and she's looking she kind of like looks down at her yeah I say it vagina like std like, kind of yeah yeah like she's like well, is something wrong with me down there and yeah. boom the 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 ball hits the window yeah there's just a few like that and then then there's like the ones that you those ones you don't know are coming right yeah. And then there's the ones that you know are coming and they still fucking get you. <laughs> yeah. And which I would say are the uh, tall guy. The first time you see the tall guy. Oh, I love that one. Which is terrifying. Yeah. And then the. Um, it's like the uh, kid kid poking through the door, the hole in the, the door. Kid, the kid poking through the door and then the, the girl in. And this is kind of like maybe not. This is more of like a. Uh, shining-esque like kubrick scare is the girl she goes to check the kitchen oh god the, like the girl and she's peeing and she's like yeah it's the kitchen girl I, yeah is, i think that might be the scariest part but i think that uh, the, all of these are deserved because of what's the scariest part is the camera language of the movie oh yeah yeah if you didn't have the camera language none of this stuff would be scary well it would all be cheap it would feel cheap Yes. So nothing but, feels cheap. So the jump scares don't feel cheap because they're earned. They are earned. Yeah. Yeah. And the tone he sets and is consistent with. And yeah. And you need a couple, you know, I mean, I think this movie excels more in just the overall sense of dread than just the, the quick things, you know, it's like this pervasive sense of paranoia and never feeling 
safe great casting the the girl peeing in the kitchen and the the woman and the the God. woman in the college class and the tall guy and the this i think the second time i watched it was i saw it in the theaters oh wow so, so my my intro to this movie i had played fez and listened to the the fez soundtrack like 30,000 billion trillion times it was so ex- nostalgic and exactly what i wanted 8 bit music to sound like but it was more than just 8 bit it just it was so good and then when i found out that that composer had made a movie okay not made a movie but like was the composer for a movie i was like holy shit and then i remember calfi telling me there's the the plot of the movie is that there's this this ghost and it just follows you doesn't it just in a straight line it just walks towards you which is dream logically terrifying so it does hit you like in the subconscious it hits you like to the core so you 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 kind of discover the movie through the score basically yeah and then when like so i'm telling you that like i am as far as like musically talented zero but i love music and it gives me like all my ideas i've ever had i listen to music it makes me like tear up because i'm thinking of like an idea for a comic or a part in a scene or something uh so still of i think i just think it's a cool move to just go away from what's familiar yeah and just yeah yeah, I, I mean, think it adds so much. I think that I think that's what a lot of what we're saying is like. It, well, it, there's something about music that just fucking. He, they're also like cutting to the music. Yeah. Or the music is made for the cuts. Right. And it, it like or, or moments. Like, these moments where this, like, they're going to the lake house and there's this like the music stops and there's just like this like this little noise that comes back in and it's like fuck it's the coolest thing ever like i love that music video-ness of cutting on the beat oh yeah i like it or just just yeah it just it the emotions in the the, film there's almost nothing i like better in in anything is that when when visuals line up with music i think the score i don't know sort of part part john carpenter part uh bernard herman very like a lot more layers but i feel like the score is what elevates this from being pretty good to great like i think without the score working as well as it did i think it would still be pretty good but the, i think the score makes it a great movie i agree i, com- I, and I completely you, agree you texted me that um because i hadn't heard of fez so the composer did music for a video game called fez i i, I immediately went which bought- which david robert mentioned played and loved yeah. and that's why he contacted disaster piece i got him the job yeah yeah so i immediately went and bought fez on steam and i'm i haven't started that's it yet but uh, so fucking have you even yeah. like literally started to the menu screen no i have not opened it yet (laughs) so i'm excited for fez i I, fez is i 
am probably going to like just erase my data and play it again. It's it's been long enough. It's so good. I do the that occasionally. Yeah. I would, I would, I to this day I listen to it like almost once a week. That's wow. However long. So 2014, this movie came out. So Fez came out 2012, 2015, 2013. 2012, I think. Yeah. Okay. So like taking a walk with Akira and listening to the Fez soundtrack, it's just like I'm living <laughs> this like awesome adventure. It's amazing. You're in a video game. Yeah. It's <laughs> best. All right. I got to get it's the just, Fez it's, it's like the exact there's certain things in my life that I have this idea of what like a beer should taste like or what wine should taste like or what it's just like it's like the the top of the mountain of a certain subject okay yeah. okay and for like the Cadillac of video game scores yes the Cadillac <laughs> of video game scores is Fez it's so fucking good uh the entire soundtrack is in its entirety is on YouTube I will be listening to that. Um, <laughs> just get Spotify, you maniac. I, I have it. I just am too cheap to <laughs> upgrade to the commercial free version. Well, does your <laughs> wife listen to music? Yeah, we both do, but we're both really old. And I don't know. Like, Okay, whatever. I, I, I have CDs. I get it. I, get it. I, I, I was <laughs> I <have certain>. CDs. <laughs> That's <laughs> the funniest thing you've ever said. That is the funniest thing you've ever said. I have CDs. I do. Yeah. I, I mean, I do too. Uh, <laughs> literally in my car too, which is hilarious. I have the I yeah. have the soundtrack to Beach, the Beach in my car. Oh, good. good Danny one. Boyle. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Anyways, it follows. It's awesome. It follows what rules. Can we say it's the it's so fucking good. Like we could literally talk about this movie for like the next three days straight. Like it's that good. Yeah, the whole podcast really could have been about the camera work, you know, it's the or, or the score or, or yeah, any one yeah. piece of this movie that's so expertly crafted, just everything about it works. And uh, it's a great, great horror film. I mean, you'll have to rent it. I, I bought a Blu-ray, which doesn't have a lot of good stuff on it. So it's, well, if uh, you have Peacock, which I don't think a lot of people do. Yeah. What is uh, up with is Peacock? I don't know. It's... I don't know. Fuck Peacock. <laughs> it follows hey, 2014. Yeah. Watch Excellent. it guys. We it's highly recommend. And I hope you just enjoyed us blabbing about it. Cause it, it, it I think uh, Brad and I are in the same mindset of whenever something's really cool, we just can't control ourselves. So I know. Just, like, yeah want to talk about every aspect at the same time uh, yeah i know so, i'm like what do we talk about first uh, yeah well that's what they come for that's what the listeners come for i, I hope so rambling. that's that's well that's what they're getting so yeah <laughs> i don't know yes all right what are you watching uh gus what have you been watching oh shit um you know what alex and i have a since it's around the halloween season we there's a couple movies we just like have to watch. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. Classic. I know that uh, obviously we should probably do Ghostbusters sometime, but like that movie is just so fucking good. I don't know if it like, and the thing is it's like, okay. I think when it came out, it knew how good it was. 
because yeah. it was like it was like a marvel movie at a, of its time it was a big deal yeah yes and then what what i am getting out at now is i think and from this is from my viewpoint of per, a person that like really cares about this shit is you it might be a product also of me being like of that age of seeing it when i was younger so it's just like I'm not appreciating it for how good it truly is. I'm just like, oh, I like Ghostbusters. Oh, I like Bill Murray. You know? Yeah. How well it's shot, how good the score is, how the the acting and that the hangy outiness of it, the montages, mm. the believability of it all, yeah. the the cinematography. I mean, it's like inc- it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. No, it's a good one. It's really good. I, I just it's, think that movies that are like that good are almost forgotten why they're good. Yeah. You're just like, you just accept that they're good. Yeah, that's true. And then you get like contrarians going, it wasn't that good. Yeah. Which, they can yeah. go <laughs> fuck right off. <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm pulling a Gus a little bit because I can't remember what I what i want I, I did watch the joker movie for the first time i hadn't seen it yeah what'd you um, think i liked it um yeah very similar to taxi driver very i can see the um the comparisons being made i can see why oh you know what else i watched um us which is the follow-up i really to... liked that yeah i liked it it was i don't i don't know I it, almost is, liked it was it. that kind of you think about it a bunch and like it's kind of this movie it's a kind of movie that does make you like question the movie itself well right? i i almost i almost liked it better than get out is that controversial am i gonna get canceled for that no i don't think so at all because uh, i liked i don't there, know I, obviously you like get out too i mean it's like no amazing. i loved i loved get out get out but, too electric boogaloo yes but this, one, uh, no. I don't know. It was more of a straightforward horror film, and I like, I like the actress who's doing like the two parts, and I, it it's one of those movies you really don't want to think about the premise too much because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's cool, you know. It's a it's a good, well told story, and well, like, yeah, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier with it follows. It's just yeah, like, that's if true. You, if you dive too far into it, but I I think that I actually had a good explanation for it follows. No, you did, yeah. And I think, obviously, I I do think that the the um, concept like conceptually the idea behind us is such a broad stroke. Yeah. No, it's like when that last shot of the helicopter and they got the whole line, they got the whole line, like, like everyone's got a double and everyone in the country's got a double. And it's like, but it's, it it also, it's that whole thing at the beginning, you see that like commercial for that. Yeah. uh, The hands across America. I remember that. That was, that was weird. I kind of do too. (laughs) It was, uh, I don't know. It's an 80s thing, right? Yeah, I think it was 86, which is, yeah. I think, the year right, you were born. born. But, yeah. um, the fact that someone else remembers that, like, it was just such a weird thing that was this weird charity thing. And the fact that someone not only remembered it, but used it as sort of partially a premise for a horror film, I think is great. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, like, um, you know, just like aesthetically and tonally and 
the effectiveness of that movie is awesome. Like you didn't know where it was going and like, okay, maybe you didn't love where it ended up, but like also fuck you. Like you like it was really good. You know? Well, it's just like, you're, you're working your way through the first one third of the movie. And it's just like, where's this going? You know? Yeah. And, And then like the doubles show up and it's just like, this is bizarre. And, I liked the bizarreness of it. I liked, I thought yeah, maybe me too. it kind of over explained itself at the end. I, I would have liked it better if it had just left it ambiguous. Like, Oh, everybody's got a double. They share a soul. And now they're revolting yeah. against us. That's fine. You know, you don't need to, Oh, it was a government experiment. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, but I, yeah, right, I liked it. I liked then, it a like, lot. Then you start one's mind can't help, but start like, I start jumping into like logistics immediately. Yeah, exactly. When you start to over explain, which it follows doesn't, even though we still came out with a bunch of questions about the logistics of it. But well, let's record an outro and then let's talk a little bit about the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, gang. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, my name is Brad Patello. Follow me on Instagram at Brad Patello. Gus is Mr. Trout. Email us a movieodyssey.podcast at gmail.com. We will see you very soon. Thank you. Bye.